The Holy Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. After his baptism, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. For forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during these days, and when they were over, he was finished. The devil said to him, If you are not the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. Then the devil said to him, To you I will give the glory and all the authority, for it has been given over to me, and I will give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, I will be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Power. Power is simply the ability to act. Power is simply the ability to act. After Jesus' baptism, he was full of the Spirit and led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted for 40 days. The Spirit which led him into the desert is the source of Jesus' power, for power is part of who God is. Uh, when an angel of the Lord first visited Jesus, mother, not visit Jesus, but visited Jesus' mother, Mary, the angel told her that the power of the Holy Spirit would overshadow her, and therefore the child would be holy and called Son of God. And it takes power to do all the things that Mary says or sings in the Magnificat. She says that God, the Mighty One, would scatter the proud in, their, in the thoughts of their hearts, bring down the mighty from their thrones, lift up the lowly, fill the hungry, send the rich away empty. To do all those things requires power. When Jesus begins his ministry, he goes about healing the sick, multiplying bread, casting out demons, and calming storms. And we usually call these, these kinds of things miracles. But more precisely, those actions are called deeds of power. The way Jesus uses power and the way Jesus doesn't use power in the case of the temptations reveals something about who Jesus is. The way those with power use it reveals something about who they are. On March 7th of 1965, 57 years ago as of tomorrow, Several hundred black people attempted to march from the city of Selma, Alabama to the state capital of Montgomery. And they were marching for the right to vote. Because out of the 15,000 or so black citizens of Selma, only 325 
or registered to vote. And that wasn't because they weren't interested in voting. Many southern counties at that time used a variety of methods to prevent black Americans from registering to vote. So Martin Luther King Jr. and civil rights activists and later Congressman John Lewis and others organized this march as a protest to raise awareness of this situation. situation. Well, George Wallace, he was the governor of Alabama at that time and a staunch segregationist and he sent out the state police uh, to stop the marchers and on TV people across the country were able to see black people of all ages attacked by state troopers armed with dogs and whips and tear gas while white civilians onlookers encouraged all this. John Lewis was clubbed in the head by a state trooper, and that night, Martin Luther King Jr. called for another march to occur on Tuesday, March 9th. And one question remained was whether the marchers would be protected. You know, George Wallace, the governor, mobilized the National Guard to protect the marchers. Would President Lyndon Johnson send in federal troops, as Eisenhower did, had, had done for black school children in Little Rock, Arkansas, back in the 50s? Well, Lyndon Johnson did mobilize the Alabama National Guard to protect the marchers, and later worked with Martin Luther King Jr. and Congress to pass the Voters' Rights Act of 1965. And Martin Luther King Jr., John Lewis, and the marchers had the power of organized people to pressure Johnson and Congress to act, to use their power. And for Johnson to get behind something like civil rights in 1964 and voting rights in 1965 probably came as a surprise to many people because for 20 years, Johnson as a congressman and as a senator had voted against every piece of civil rights legislation that had come up until 1957, when as Senate Majority Leader, he navigated the first civil rights bill through Congress since the Reconstruction era. We may ask what changed? What changed about Lyndon Johnson? How did he, as a Southern legislator with a segregationist voting record in the past, change to actively supporting civil rights and voting rights? Well, author Robert Caro says that what changed was power. As I've said before, I'm a fan of the writer Robert Caro, who has, since 1982, written four books of an expected five about, more or less, about Lyndon Johnson and his era. And one of the things that Caro has said as he's written these books is that he's not been interested in writing a biography per se about Lyndon Johnson, but he is interested in is political power. How people like Johnson acquired power and then how they used it and what it reveals about them. In one interview a few years ago, the interviewer asked Caro, what ultimately do you want people to understand about you and your work? And Caro said in a very thick, New York accent. He says, during all these years, I did come to understand stuff about power that I wanted people to know. You read in every textbook that cliche, power corrupts. In my opinion, I've learned that power does not always corrupt, power can cleanse. When you're climbing to get power, you have to use whatever methods are necessary and you have to conceal your aims because if people knew your aims, it might make them not want to give you power. But then when you get power, you can do what you want. So power reveals. Do I want people to know that? Yeah. Yes. So power reveals. So these books that Caro has written are not a biography. They are books really about power and how it works, how it is used, and what it reveals about the person who exercises it. Uh, their goals in using power reveal something about their character, who they are. So something about the character of Johnson and King 
and Lewis and Wallace and all the others involved in 1965 was revealed in the way they used power. Power reveals. At this moment, the use of power is on display in Ukraine. From Putin to Zelensky to the Ukrainian people fighting for their homeland, the power they use, whether great or small, reveals something about them. It reveals what kind of people they are. What does it reveal about a leader who is willing to allow their armed forces to deliberately target civilians, non-combatants, and kill them, and also cause a million people to flee their home, to flee their country? Power reveals. Now the Gospel according to Luke reveals from the beginning that Jesus is the Son of God. The angel announces it to Mary, that God declares it later at Jesus' baptism and confirms it, as we heard last week, at Jesus' transfiguration. And the question remains, is what kind of Son of God will Jesus be? Well, that's what Jesus' reaction to the temptations reveals. Jesus' temptation occurs after Luke takes a break from the narrative and does everybody's favorite biblical thing, a genealogy. And so Luke lists all the people, all of Jesus' descendants, all the way back to Adam. So think back to that story of Adam, chapter 2 in Genesis. In that story, God gave Adam charge over the tilling and keeping of the Garden of Eden. And he could eat of any tree in the Garden of Eden, except from the tree, except the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, then what happened? The serpent comes along in chapter 3 and tempts Adam and Eve into eating the fruit of the tree and they give in to temptation and eat of that tree. The power, the ability to act that God gave to Adam revealed that Adam was disobedient. Well, Jesus will not be like Adam. Jesus will not be like Adam. Though he could turn stones into bread to benefit himself, he will use his power to feed the hungry people of Galilee. And though he will not have political authority, he will use his power and authority as the Son of God to teach and preach and declare forgiveness of sins. He did not put God to the test by casting himself off the pinnacle of the temple. It's not because he didn't have confidence that God would save him. His confidence in God is so great that he willingly goes to the cross and reveals God's power over death by raising him from the dead. Through Jesus, God has revealed something to us that had partially been hidden. In Jesus, God fully reveals his purpose of a healed and restored creation in which all people are reconciled to God and to one another in Christ. And in Jesus' resistance to the temptations, God reveals through him that his purpose, that God's purpose, is not self-serving. We don't, we don't believe or worship a self-serving God, but a self-sacrificing God who sacrifices himself for our benefit. And for this reason, we can put our faith and trust in God. Through the power of Jesus Christ, God makes it possible for us to have the confidence in God that Jesus had. And in that confidence, in that faith, we are set free. Amen.